Konnichiwa and hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Loft Automotive Media Podcast, based here in Toronto, Canada. I'm your host, Jamal, or Jay Clay for short. The purpose of this podcast is to share my passion and joy of the automotive industry, especially within the JDM market, and to inspire others in the car community to live out their dreams and keep the drive alive. I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoy creating. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, this is the second part to the first Album Media podcast I did a few months back. Uh, so I think you'll like this one a lot more as we get into a lot more in-depth conversation with a lot more information. So hope you enjoy the listen. So we're back again for part two of Locked and Loaded JDM with our special guest, Albo, from Albo Media. Uh, he was so gracious to actually, you know, come back and continue this amazing interview so you guys get some more amazing information about him. So how, how's uh, the day going so far, Albo? I know it's probably late there. <laughs> Pretty good. It is 12.45 uh, in the morning right now. So just about time for me to get started on editing. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, that's the that's the prime time when everyone's asleep, right? Right, exactly. That's when I can actually get stuff done. For sure, for sure. So the last time we left off, um, you were describing um, your favorite cars and why you like your S two thousand so much. Um, I also wanted to kind of go into your other car because you have a second car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That's your Subaru Forester STI, the two thousand seven six. I. I always get confused. I think it's a 2006, might be 2007, but they're, they're basically the same. Basically, okay. Yeah, so um, what what made you want to purchase that car? Because honestly, when I think of, I'm not gonna lie, when I think of a Forester STI, I think of like, okay, it's time to move on to family kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in, in a sense, I was kind of uh, planning for that in inevitability. And I really wanted a car that could really do everything. I mean, I before that car, I had the Bug Eye, which was also great, uh, the Delver XSTI, um, and I was able to get that car for like a steal, right? So it was it was it was great to get me kind of started with Subaru ownership, and I had always wanted like a Delver XSTI, especially one with with the big wing, right? That's mm. the main reason why you want it. Secondary, <laughs> of course, is all wheel drive. Third reason is you, know, you have good power, but I really wanted that big wing and. Uh, just like you joined the big wang game <laughs> yeah. and then i think you know one day well of course uh super's iconic color is that world rally blue and i'd always wanted a world rally blue subaru uh wx sti or just any sti car like a proper sti car <laughs> and i you know, somehow um sometimes during the course of my ownership with the bug guy i just i kind of like discovered the existence of the forcer sti and at first I thought, you know, it was just like a badge engineered Forester, you know, like an SUV that just so happens to have, like these days, Super keeps doing it. They put like SCI on everything these days. They just throw some suspension components and they call it an SCI. But when I looked into this Forester SCI, it's like a proper, proper, like Subaru Technical International car uh, in the sense that, you know, it's 
it's of course all wheel drive. Uh, it makes the same like really, really good power uh, as the WRX SCI. It actually has the same engine and it's, uh, it's, it's a six speed manual. Oh, really? So, right, it is. And, and really the more I looked into this car, I was like, I, well, I didn't have to look into it very much because uh, there, there, was, there were already a few good videos about it. I think there was one on like, like fifth gear uh, back in the day. And I quickly realized that this car was basically exactly my, uh, my bug eye, WXSCI, but mm -hmm. newer with more space. So it was literally like the best of like all worlds. So it's super functional uh, daily driver. Very, it's great for, you know, going to Costco, going camping, picking up groceries, just life stuff. But you can also take that car to the toge and like run it as hard as as the WRX SCI. Oh, so, really? so it feels like it's, it feels the same, right? I guess it's similar. Oh man, it feels exactly the same. Okay. It's, it's almost bizarre how the same it is. And even size-wise, like when you look at the front of it, I think just because of the, the proportions of the headlights and the grill, it looks like a bigger car than it really is but it's actually pretty much the same size as the Impreza, just a little bit higher, a little bit taller. Okay, so, so. just like taller wise. So I guess that's where you mean the functionality comes in that you can, it can be a family car as well as a, a, a kind of mild sports car too, right? I wouldn't even say mild. I mean, that thing's fast. It's yeah. fast <laughs> I, it's, I was understating it then. <laughs> it's, it's uh, I mean, it's, it's a, I, honestly, I feel like Subaru should, Subaru needs a return to form and to make cars like that again yeah. uh, it's, it's really a like a unicorn for sure like I don't think I personally don't think there is any other kind of between a crossover slash sport compact and SUV kind of car at all that compares to it I think the only other one I can think of um, from from Japan would be like the Evo wagon which is kind of like the direct competitor to it direct competitor eh? okay I, I, I thought you know what i actually thought you were going to say something like a stagia or something like that uh yeah that that too but my impression of it is it's like it's much bigger mm -hmm. and much wider mm -hmm. um you know kind of similar similar kind of concept i suppose and that it can carry a lot of stuff because it's a wagon yeah. and i think it's all-wheel drive as well yeah. um you could basically make it into a R34 GTR wagon if you really wanted to, at least looks less. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, these are these are cars, unfortunately, we don't have here. And I don't know if they're eligible yet because we have a 15-year rule to to import those kind of cars here. But um, yeah, so it must be. I think it is. It probably it is? is. Okay. So then you yeah, might, yeah. if anyone's interested, you might want to look into that uh, Nissan Stadia, Forester SCI for sure, because I, I could definitely say that I attribute this to you, Albo, that the <laughs> more... Forster STIs I see right-hand drive here is directly because of you. <laughs> yeah, probably, you know, people, I mean, when you search Forster STI on, on YouTube, there's not a lot of videos that pop up. So mine probably, probably yeah. do pop up. And, and oh, yeah. Your picture is everything. I've even seen, you know, it's funny. I've even seen, um, uh, I think it was uh, one random video that had your your clips of your like actual stuff they didn't keep the watermark so don't worry you still got attributed but they did uh keep your your actual car in the video so trust me i i know it's your your inspiration um just to follow on up on that um i remember 
uh, scrolling through your Instagram a few months ago, and I saw something really interesting and that you were featured in a magazine as a Canadian YouTuber in Japan for Super. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Right. Yeah. I actually have the magazine over here. If you want to look oh, yeah. At it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This is a, yeah, literally Subaru magazine. Wow. And this was the volume 27. So this was like May last year. And uh, so I thought, okay, let me show you a couple of things. So there's like a couple sections <clears throat> where they have like, like a, like a little, like a little snippet, kind of, kind of like this, you know, like a little, uh, uh, okay, it's actually from Tokyo Motor Show, but yeah, um, like a driver profile. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was going to be something like small, like this or something, right? Yeah. It turns out it was like this, this massive two-page spread. So that's kind of like a, a cool accomplishment. Let's see. As soon as like amazing it. accomplishment. Got your own. I mean, yeah, for, for a car guy, you know, it's it's always kind of your dream to get onto like a car magazine and to get my car into like super magazine. Like that's that is awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. This previous previous uh, historical epoch when when I still had hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the growth. It's showing the growth. Wow, man, that oh. is really cool. And the original Drift Hunter um, varsity jacket too. <laughs> yeah 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 repping my own merch yeah and uh, yeah and it's cool they got all like these cool detail shots like, like over here you can see like different parts of the car that is and really yeah, they're quite thorough so they're they're also you know very much so enthusiasts as well i mean of course they're working super magazine they they love subarus so that, oh, that was yeah. really cool. i'm gonna really try to nice. honestly i'm gonna try to find that magazine and, and buy it for my own collection <laughs> Just like yeah, I wish I had more copies. Yeah, I only have this one. That's okay, man. I, I'm sure I'll find it. And if you can find it anywhere, let me know because I'll, I'll definitely buy one. Yeah, keep, we'll it, do. keep it in the archives. <laughs> so, um, like, what was like the, the the interview process? Did it feel like something like similar that we're doing right now with the podcast? Did it feel a lot more like high class professional? How did that feel? Uh, you know, I mean, there was the photographer, and then there was a, like a producer, and then there was the interviewer. And they basically just invited me to this this one location beside the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. So I I brought Chris along actually, uh, our, our mutual friend Chris Quello. Oh yeah, and yeah. He, was, he was visiting me because he was here in Japan. He had, like escaped to Japan for like three months, and <laughs> um, I took him along along with my then girlfriend now wife. And you know they 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 were both kind of like marveling at the fact that you know like there was this whole photo shoot kind of like centered around like me and my car and they're like what even is this right honestly and, like it, it, it I, mean, I, I was marveling too yes yeah I, I totally was I was like geez this is crazy and it was I guess in a sense like like one of those like, it's not really a big deal to be honest but for me it did feel like one of those like moments where I was like oh man this is like one of those milestones so like not quite not quite making it like you could say like, I, I think it is because like honestly personally I probably feel nervous were you nervous I not really I mean I I kind I guess I kind of have uh well actually I wouldn't say super extroverted personality but yeah I wasn't really nervous I I, I was just really thrilled uh, okay for the opportunity I guess That's just awesome. hoping I didn't say anything dumb and hoping <laughs> like I didn't like hoping the car looked good you know it's like it's 
if I had you know left like some candy wrappers or something and like, <laughs> he, he gets in the picture and it's like forever just like a sneakers wrapper in the back I'm like yeah. oh god um so I, I was quite careful to make sure the car was was washed and everything was looking as, as good as it could and That's awesome, uh, the whole thing was awesome uh it's a great experience and also like you know when, when things like that when you have the opportunity to do things like that it's always great because you can network and meet people within the industry and then later on you know you can reach out to them for help or or you can work on projects with them or they can introduce you to other people so it's it's um yeah it's just really thankful for the opportunity and it was really cool that they reached out to me like yeah. um, probably awesome. yeah I, I don't know if i would have had the the i don't know courage or kind of like if, if i would have thought it was even possible mm -hmm. um but yeah i i guess as as you grow and as, as you'll you'll discover uh opportunities will just naturally come your way as you keep working hard and, and you keep growing your platform for sure thanks that's uh that's encouragement from album media <laughs> album album media i appreciate that man. mr media mr media <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah honestly man like i i personally can attest on my part not so in such a big escape of a jump but yeah like when things when you kind of keep working hard it opens up doors to different things and as you said uh because you were able to get that interview and photo shoot uh it probably did open up some doors with in regards to other things that uh are assisting you um as a content creator right uh yeah yeah for sure i mean it's it's such a powerful thing, actually. I think uh, when you're able to um, stick with it and just just grind it out over the course of years, if you have to. But you know, it's like a snowball, and you just keep pushing it down the hill, and it grows and grows. And as it gains momentum, it gets bigger and bigger, and it kind of catches things along the way. And you know, <laughs> it's like like some random skiers passing by. <laughs> you know, it's like now you have a huge snowball. It's gonna capture them too and and you know like that that skier that that you caught might be somebody who is uh might be somebody you end up working with or it might be somebody that helps you introduce you to somebody else and you just like the connection is just kind of like like spiral and you, you're able to um as a result of not giving up i think you're eventually able to capitalize on a lot of opportunities that will come your way yeah the universe kind of works itself out for you right kind of thing with hard I, work. I definitely think so I, I definitely think that there is a i don't know if it's it's a fundamental law but i do think there is something to be said about if you if you work hard and and you just you you take action to what you believe is the right path then just naturally things that will seem like synchronicities will happen and whether they are or they aren't like in some metaphysical sense some sort of like almost like like preordained uh event or or whether it's just like your you know like your reticular activation system in, in your in, in your brain like looking for those things which uh help you identify what the next thing that you should be doing is whichever it is I, I think um in either case it does help you to 
to uh, achieve more and more success in whatever path that you choose. For sure, something existential, for sure. Um, which I think that's actually a great segue to um, one of my last questions, but uh, which is you being a content creator, like that's a big thing. And I, I've noticed in um, more, uh, more of your videos, you've, you're kind of inching towards, you know, doing this as a, a full-time or at least making this an even more major part of your life. And I just want to say and ask like one, that you're doing an amazing job like, I, I, I can't say it enough. Like, the amount of people that you're reaching out to, trust me, I tell you, here at least I can attest for the people in Canada, you're reaching out to people because people know about you. I go to car meets and people know about you. So you're doing an awesome job. But what inspired you to, like, even start this journey? And what kept you going? Like, I'm, I'm very curious because as a content creator, aspiring content creator myself, um, I'm, I'm trying to get that kind of mindset right sure okay so let me try to make sure I don't forget your question so I think I think there were at least two the first one I think was like what inspired me to start you know what keeps me going I I guess then maybe also like how I tie that into um my my vision for the future and what kind of uh like keeps keeps me yeah kind of keeps me going and like where I think it's gonna go yeah so yeah. Uh, well, okay. First of all, also, it's it's great to hear that uh, I'm reaching you know folks over in Canada. I mean, there's like what like a thousand of us. It's uh, <laughs> not a lot of people in Canada, you know, for such a big country. There's, there's not a lot. There's like it's like honestly, it's like a fourth of Japan. So yeah, know, here in Japan, people are actually always so surprised when they hear how huge Canada is. It's oh, really? Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's like 36 times bigger than Japan. Something, something crazy like that. I think that's the number. Um, and then I tell them how many people are there. They're kind of like, like they can't comprehend it, right? They're like, <laughs> oh, there's, is everybody like 10 kilometers away from each other or something? It's like, are our houses like 36 times bigger? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Like, do have, how do you go do to have- the bathroom? <laughs> Well, you start in the morning and hopefully by lunch, <laughs> start walking. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, we, we do um, have, to be perfectly honest, and this I just found out too. I don't know if you know this, but from Quebec City to Windsor, that line through like uh, Quebec and Ontario, that's 50% of Canada's population. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely concentrated in like this one little, little area, right? So there, there's a... You know, it's like, it's like in StarCraft, if you ever only ever like build like your base, like for one little area and then like, you just never explore like the rest of the map. No, yeah. you just, you'll stay in that one area and just camp out. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, this place is pretty good. Let's just, let's just stay here until the Zerg attack. But, um, but yeah, so like what, what did inspire you? Um, to, right. To... Thank you. Sorry. Thanks for bringing me back. Okay. <laughs> I go in these tangents and I forget what I was talking about in a trial. Well, I'm talking, I try to remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. So what, what got me started? Okay. Uh, you know what? Um, it was probably just from high school. It was, it was the, I, I discovered like the love of, of filmmaking and just, you know, at the time I wouldn't even say it was like this this burning passion or this love of it it was just like this is fun this is just fun it's fun to make videos it's fun to 
get a camera and kind of like learn how it works. I love movies. So I wanted to see if I could make something similar. And then when I realized it, I, I kind of could, like, of course it was nowhere near that level of production quality, but I was like, yeah, I can kind of see how like this thing that I'm making now, this is what becomes like a, you know, a, a career or passion like later on. And so, you know, all through high school or at least later half of high school, I was kind of trying to figure out how, how, if it was possible to, you know, make that into like, like a job in like the movie industry or, or something. And at the time, like YouTube didn't really exist yet. You know, we had things like, oh man, like I'm dating myself here, but like, like dailymotion.com. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jeez. Ooh, it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> That's like the Divix era. Divix real yeah. player. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Real player. What else? And X, uh, not XFit. That's something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. Vid, video. Vid, vid, um, Extreme videos. Right. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's all, <laughs> it's all oh, man. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I love making those videos of, you know, martial arts with, with my friends. Like we had some friends, mutual friends from Kung Fu. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we went to the same school. Uh, I was actually in the same class as Tim, as our mutual friend, Tim. Mm -hmm. and we one summer we tried to make like this basically 45 minute long martial arts video a movie really shinobi saga yeah it's oh man if i find it i'm gonna upload the entire thing please do uh, <laughs> yeah dude I, the world needs to watch it like i don't want to watch it it's amazing <laughs> it's it's it's, it's so shinobi bad. saga i'm oh guessing that God. was inspired by the shinobi game on playstation <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. In fact, I had like this red sash that I thought would be really cool to wear, right, throughout the whole movie, and it kept getting caught and stuff. Like, oh, I was like, oh man, like there are a lot of uh, like, like near death moments just from my own pure stupidity. Um, this was one time I like I jumped off uh, like a, like a, at the park, and you know how there's like a jungle gym. Yeah, and I thought it'd be a great idea to jump off the, ju the jungle gym. So when we reversed it, it would look like I jumped back up. Oh, like yeah, that makes up, sense. Yeah. Right? Um, this is a bad idea because, like, what if my sash got caught? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I, I remember, like, in one take, I jumped, and I was like, oh, God, I should have thought this through. <laughs> like, I could see it, and I could see, like, almost get caught. And I was like, phew. And you would think we would kind of, like, write it out of, the story somehow but yeah. no i somehow decided the sash was an integral part of the <laughs> character anyways someday shinobi saga will make it onto the the youtube screen um for my platform of three hundred thousand subscribers to to watch it i look um, forward to it <laughs> i look forward to it. yeah I, I'll, I'll find actually the trailer for it is still on youtube so if you search shinobi saga you will find it okay I'm pretty sure you'll find it so I'm check it out later and sure. um yeah, get it, get it some views. Yeah, let's, let's get a ranking again. <laughs> I actually, I will, I will share it. I will share it on my social media for sure. Oh, oh man, I don't know what have I started. Okay, anyways, so you know that it kind of started from that, mm -hmm. and then when I came to Japan, uh, I, I, 
I had read blogs about uh, what living in Japan was like, but there really weren't very many like video blogs. Like the word vlog didn't even exist back mm-hmm. in 2010, I think. Yeah, yeah it was more blog. Blogs were was the word, right? Well, yeah, there were blogs which were like um, um, like on like WordPress. So I actually yeah. had a blog on on WordPress, but but vlogs or or YouTubing or being a YouTuber wasn't a thing yet. And so YouTube did exist. It had existed since 2006 and actually we had used it. I had used it to put together or for a place to put my, my videos of me doing flips, mm. like you know, tricking, like we used to do Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. So I used to combine those clips together into like these we call samplers where I would just basically like do like flips and backflips and stuff like in, in the gym or like in my house or at the park. Uh, and then later on, we had the, um, I guess that everybody realized the use of YouTube kind of like went beyond just a place to put videos, but it, it was a place where like community could develop and where you could actually put together like super cool videos that people would, would really want to watch. And so I originally thought, well, okay, I'm going to make, I had a blog, which is called, which was, I think you actually, you can actually still find it. It's called like the jet experience. And yeah, it was just, it. yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, just talking about my experience as a, as a jet on, on the jet program. And I would make like these YouTube videos as well, which were kind of like mini movies, mini documentaries, which kind of like tied into the story that I wrote in the blog. And so that's how it really started. Like that's, that's, that's basically it. Like I didn't, at the time, I didn't think I was going to become like this YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I would just, um, well, really just keep my friends and my family updated. So like, that's what one thing that kept me going, which was, I wasn't doing it for the point of becoming like a, a quote unquote, like YouTuber. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just, if anything, I thought the blog would blow up. Like I thought I would, I would become like the famous blogger, like, oh. you know, renowned for my, for my writing and, and my, my astute observations and, like I follow a lot, a lot of blogs and I just, I like, I love the written word. And okay. so I thought I was going to be like a writer, but you know, it turns out the world was moving towards video and I love video as well. So kind of did both for like a long time. And even now, I mean, like Instagram is basically like the current generation, current day of blogs. If you think about it. Yeah. Short blogs. Yeah. And right. Yeah. Like short blogs. Exactly. And um, like, I wish we could do like longer captions. Like, this is one thing Instagram needs to do: like, super long captions. Would that be awesome? <laughs> it, like, Instagram, if you're listening, I want to be able to like do like little spikes for the description, so you could, you know, have like ten pages of stuff you could write. So you could, like write little essays. Honestly, so you, be- so you get more get more explanation, more depth, right? Right, right, right. This is the biggest problem with Instagram. Anyways. Um, I yeah started making those videos and it was only later when I, I kind of started to realize well, for one thing the niche that I wanted to do which was like cars essentially well not even really just cars I mean like car channels like motor trend my channel is kind of like like a Venn diagram the intersection of a Venn diagram between like cars and life in Japan and elbow so it's like those three things that's like my channel 
And so I basically just wanted to, in a way, show like my life because mm -hmm. I'm not going to run that content. <laughs> well, you're still going to live. <laughs> um, and as long as I'm in Japan and as, as long as, as long as I like cars, then it's, it's, uh, it, it's important because like you want to be able to make content in a, in a niche or topic kind of indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you might be like, why am I doing this? And so I guess that kind of leads me to the second question of like how I keep going. Well, at this point, it's, it's almost, well, it would be a total waste if I stopped now. So I'm like past the point of, um, of, of where it's, it's, where I should just quit. Like, because I can, I can see people like, in like Dustin, like Samit, um, like my, my circle of friends and also people I look up to. I can see that even at like the current, you know, level of, of subscribers I am um, in this niche, it's like more than enough to completely live your life uh, in terms of, you know, what you're able to generate uh, income wise and what you're able to generate uh, in terms of like, like, a, like a, a flow of content. And I, I think in that sense, it's easy to keep going. Uh, I think the challenge is going to be to transition from right now. I'm kind of juggling like my, my job job and like YouTube. Mm. And so right now YouTube is like, like, mm, like, I don't want to dig into it too much, but of course, you know how typically YouTubers make money from like AdSense and ad revenue. Right. Yeah. Um, and then of course, depending on the niche, you would possibly also be able to have like merch and yeah. digital products and, and things like that. Affiliate marketing and stuff like that. Right, exactly. There's, there's a lot of different ways that you're able to provide value to your audience and also be able to make a living. Mm -hmm. And I think for, for me, the challenge is going to be to figure out how to, um, uh, well, I know the answer. Well, obviously the answer for one thing is like merch. And the way to to make it much better, and uh, to basically achieve my vision for what's possible with like my brand, uh, which would alleviate a lot of the pressure from having to, if I if I were to 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 rely on uh, earnings from from AdSense, because like month to month that can be really inconsistent. Yeah, and even if you're even if your channel is doing great and uh, you're getting a lot of subscribers, you know, it's at the end of the day, like views equals, um, you know, like how much, how much you're, you're taking home at the end of the day, at the end of the day. And if you only had like that as your main source of income, mm -hmm. uh, then your incentive is to, create the type of content that makes the most money for the least effort like just logically right unless you're able to somehow break that tie between your income is directly tied to the number of views that you get and so the way you do that is by um making it so that the 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 views 
generate kind of um it's like almost like a mini seminar on how to be a YouTuber. but <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> i'm sure everyone yeah yeah it. please take some notes or watch this again later on and uh yeah like i was saying it's 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 you, you got to figure out how to like essentially provide value for, for your audience in a different way that they're willing to pay for so that you are not reliant on the views from the video to make money um and for me i think that the, the challenge and the fun part is is going forward is figuring that out and to take it to the next level so that i can really it's it's like a like like jump from this comfortable nest uh and like spread my wings and fly um scale up. right now you know, i'm kind of chilling you know in, in a way like I have a great career. Um, like it's really, it's really good. And it's very difficult to just walk away from it, especially mm -hmm. because I have just gotten married. And Congrats again. Congrats. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we haven't had the wedding ceremony yet. So like that's going to be paid for. It's going to be like next year. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that's going to be a hell of a lot of money. And after that, you know, <laughs> I'm going to want to build a home and also have, have uh, start a family. And, um, you know, like the reality of it is, like these things cost money and it's like i love making videos and i love produce, like creating this content for everybody but at the end of the day it's i need to do what's uh right for my family yes. so I, I do believe there is the intersection of where what you provide to the world is exactly what you can make and only you can make and also what the world wants and um so that it's it's a natural perfect fit for your life and okay. um yeah that, that's how i think about it and that's kind of what keeps me going that's awesome man like and I honestly appreciate you even giving those kind of quick tips to let myself as well as other content creators know like how what they use to inspire because you had a reason why that like that you you had a very strong reason why at the very beginning which was family you were really doing a video journal and then it it kind of moved mm. towards all right, well, I have another niche that I'm very interested in. And now this will be still a video journal, but I'm also enjoying it and I'm, I'm scaling it up from there to there, right? So yeah. like, honestly, like now I really, really understand that you have to have a strong reason and then your results will come. Obviously there's work in, the, in between that, but you have to have a strong reason and then your results will come when you put in the work. So I really appreciate yeah. you uh, explaining all that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, my last question is, and it's sort of a question that I've asked on my podcast uh, with people here, but it's going to be very relevant for you because you're in Japan. So I'm going to try to, uh, I guess you could say, make it a little different, which is my general question is what JDM means to you. But in general, <laughs> I'm going to say this because JDM is a, is a, big niche for you it's different so what is what does japan mean to you <laughs> um well it's a country uh in the japanese archipelago uh, <laughs> uh north of australia yeah it's a country uh <laughs> <laughs> well what um, i mean by that is it's an entirety of the culture like you've experienced so much being there in in a decade and a decade is is not a short time but it's not a long time but you've experienced a, you've compacted a mm -hmm. lot in that amount of time so 
I feel like personally through your okay. videos. Okay, thank you, thank you, sir. I was actually stalling. I was oh, trying to figure out like a, a good way to answer this question. Cause I, oh, okay, cool, cool. I think I'm, I know what you're trying to get at. Yeah. Um, and let me try to explain this as uh, in a way that, that people might find uh, valuable and, and enjoyable. So I think of in general life as like an RPG. Like basically you were the hero of your own RPG. I used to play a lot of Final Fantasy and mm. you know other games by Square Enix, best con best company in the world. Uh, and I just I I loved those not even just the stories, but like being able to be like the hero of like that, like play a hero in like this amazing story. And I also loved movies by like Studio Ghibli, where you know, it, it really takes you through that that hero's journey. Um, and of course, like movies like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, like anything, any any movie or, or piece of uh, literature or, or fiction that can take you on this journey from where you were as like this normal person in, in this normal life and let you experience like this incredible adventure. For me, that's what Japan is. It's it's a massive, all-encompassing, incredible, life-long, if you want it to be, adventure. Um, I mean, it really is like you come here and you're at like level zero. You can't speak any Japanese. You know, you you look at a sign, it's like, you look at a sign, it's like a boss fight. You're like, <laughs> you're like how am I going to get past this sign? I was like going, trying to figure out how to get to the toilet and how, how to ask for directions to the toilet. Oh my God. That's like a, it's like level 14. Um, <laughs> that was the first thing I learned in Jap Japanese class. <laughs> oh yeah. You can, you can, you, you would, you would be surprised. There's a lot of people <laughs> somehow managed to survive for a very long time in Japan. You know what it's like for, for them? I imagine it's like the people who just, who, who run away from every battle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Final Fantasy, it's like you hold L2 and R2 and just try to- And you run see them away. run away. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And like they play, the, they play the version of the game where you can see like the the monsters on, on the map. So it's kind of like evade every monster. And <laughs> um, oh my gosh, yeah. For for me, I, I relished those opportunities to, to level up. Uh, I basically saw every opportunity, every social interaction, every new experience as like a new stage or a new, uh, like a new boss fight or uh, a, a new, kind of like a uh, dungeon that I, I could enjoy uh, tackling. And I would say even up till now, like 10, over 10 years later, it's still more and more and more, especially with the whole YouTube thing and like how this whole thing has grown. It just feels like, like I've been playing this massive RPG and I'm at like level 320 now. Like <laughs> if you were to- <laughs> Holy. That's a, that's, that's, that's a next level of a uh, Pokemon trainer there. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got I got like three hundred twenty thousand Pokemon. 
ready to deploy at a moment's notice. <laughs> we got a whole bunch of lazy ones that don't want to do any work, but there's there's a bunch in there that are that are, that are hustlers. Uh, Honestly, like I, I actually, I love that that analogy that you that you're pretty much playing your own video game of your own life. And that that's an amazing analogy because personally I, I attest, as you can see here, I, I love video games the same way you do. So I like, especially given the fact I got this big Yoshi here. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that that is a great way for uh, a lot of people like you and me to tackle life. And oh, and, sorry, lost you, your audio. Oh, you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Am I there now? Nope, can't hear you. Can't hear me? Let's see here. Oh, there you go. Can you hear? Yep. You hear me? Yep, okay, great. I just, uh, sorry guys, that was just a little bit of a technical difficulty. Um, but yeah, so I was, as I was saying, like, I feel that for people like you and me, because I, I fully um, can, can vibe with that, that kind of mentality of tackling out of the video game, because I love video games. I love the Zelda, the Zelda is my favorite game. So when you said tackling it like a new dungeon, I was like, oh man, I just, all I heard is da, 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 in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? It's like, like, I love video games, but nowadays, like, unless it's like really good, the, like the Final Fantasy VII remake or um, maybe a scant, very few video game experiences, I, I just can't bring myself to play them for very or even for, at least for very long or like or often all the way to completion uh because it it feels you know what it feels like it you know you know in some video games where there's like an arcade and you can play like a mini game yeah within that game but you're not actually doing the main quest yeah like for me that's what playing a video game feels like i'm like uh... i'm just playing like a mini game in a game when the actual game is just like life that's a that is really in depth, man. That's that's really in depth, to be honest. With you like to a, a very in depth point of view of life because you just, you're 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 you don't. It's not like you really want to waste your time, but you just want to prioritize your time playing the video game of life rather than playing games as much anymore because it's just that much more enjoyable, right? I mean, playing video like for for leisure, I mm. think it's it's um. It's great. I mean, like, I, I like movies. I like scrolling endlessly through Instagram just to, you know, like, <laughs> let my brain rot like a little bit. You know, um, like, sometimes you just need to veg out, you know what I'm saying? You just need to, like, you know, like, pop open a beer and just, like, stare at the TV and just, like... I've been doing that a little bit more because of you, sir. <laughs> Every time I listen to your podcast, you're just like, you're like, yeah, I'm just having a beer. I'm like, like I, can really, I can really go for a beer right now. And you, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were actually right based on your podcast with Masa. Japanese beer tastes better. It Good. does. It right. really does. Honestly, I tried, it makes me want to just walk to the convenience, buy a beer and just, you know, while I'm editing. I wish. I wish, but yeah, man, like, honestly, I, I, I feel you with that one. And I, I can't actually wait till like um, everything opens up eventually with patience and time uh, so that I can come and enjoy that um, experience with you in Japan because and live that quote unquote anime life <laughs> a little bit. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not all like funny games or well, mostly is, but um, 
you know, there, there's definitely like a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, I, one thing I would caution people uh, listening to the podcast is, well, you know, like what I show on Instagram and on YouTube, it's obviously, of course, it's not like the full story, right? And there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens like behind the scenes and it's, it's, it's not always all just like car stuff and like, woo Japan, you know, it's a lot of real life stuff too. It's like a lot of stuff like, like going to the hospital because you're sick or going to the police station because you have like a speeding ticket or, or you have to file for like just bureaucratic stuff and like taxes and like visas and, and all this kind of like difficult stuff and I think what a lot of people um what happens to a lot of people is they get they get so excited when they for example like hear my story and they're like oh what is the easiest way to do that and this is like a really common question I get asked a lot it's like what's the easiest way to come to Japan and to learn Japanese and to whatever like what's the easiest way to something something uh, what I want to say is, well, I have everybody's attention, is don't look for the easy way to, to accomplish things. Like, look for the good way and then try to do that way uh, because that will usually pay out, work out much, much better for you, uh, not even in the long run. And you'll, you'll figure out pretty quickly that it's, it's always better to do it right the first time instead of having to do it again. Uh, um like later on like i in, in even in my own life like i'm reminded of this um i was reminded of this like just like recently where i bought like this this uh, part on yahoo auctions when i could have just bought you know like it brand new <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up being like this totally when it finally arrived it was like half broken i was like god why did i buy this i should have just should have just I knew I should have just worked hard and just like maybe saved a little bit more money and then got the actual like the new version uh instead of subjecting myself to having to get rid of this and just redo all that work I think that's the what uh, I, I I usually attribute that kind of uh mindset to the buy nice or you'll buy twice mentality <laughs> so right right buy once cry once yeah. Oh, there. Yeah, that's an even better one. I like that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so or, like, or, but, yeah, like, buy nice, not twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because and you can apply that to life because, as you just said, like if you, I, I, I believe it's true. Like a lot of people look at your life, um, even me. I'm, I'm, I, I can get guilty of it, and you, you kind of like, it becomes a more a, a phantasmal thing. You're thinking, oh my god, it's, it's the most greatest thing, but you're not thinking about the realities of life that you're going to have to deal with at the same time. So it's definitely good to, and I appreciate you actually letting everyone know uh, that sometimes you got to just come back down to earth. It's okay to, to look up at the clouds, but remember that you're still on earth yeah. and that there are still obligations, things that you're going to need to do, steps that you're going to need to take, and it's going to take effort. So don't mm. push those things aside and try to look for the easy way out, as you say. Like sometimes the, the hardest path is, is the best path to follow. I think, um, you know, while, while we're on this podcast and you can make it as long and short as you want, you can edit things out if you like, mm -hmm. but maybe it might be valuable for uh, your audience 
if you had like some like specific questions, like practical or like very specific scenario based that maybe I have like specific experience that I can say like, this is what I did and not saying like, this is what you should do too, but this is what I did. And I think whether or not it might be possible to follow the exact same path, like um, I could let you know what I think. Um, so if you have any questions like that, because I think up till now it's been very like, high level kind of thinking. Yeah. But I think people also want like, what is like the juicy actionable stuff that I can apply like right now, like give it to me, give it to me. You know, I need to know like, <laughs> what's the easiest way to do this? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if I was to, I, I should really ask um, people on that. I <laughs> to, but I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. And uh, the, I guess the, one of the questions is, um, is um, what is what is generally the the way you have to go about finding a place to live? Because from what I remember when I was looking and I was looking into the jet program, when I heard about that key money thing, man, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like I, I, I saw, I went online, I saw like some places were like 3,500 a month and they wanted like eight grand key money. And I was just like, what am I looking at? So obviously you're living in a place and you have friends that live in, in different places. What is, how, how was that experience? What is your experience with that in terms of finding a place to live? Well, it depends if how you're coming here. So for example, if you're coming here on a short term, kind of like this uh, uh, working holiday type, type of, of visa, then you would probably come here and stay at like a, a hostel or like an Airbnb where you can pay month to month and you might spend like a little bit more than if you were to, to rent out a place and it might be smaller and like more janky, but you would have a place uh, to go home to every night. Um, and you wouldn't, like you said, you wouldn't have to pay all this key money and stuff. Uh, usually what would happen is if you were to find like a, a job, usually you find a job first mm -hmm. and then the job would often, if you find a good one, they'll help arrange uh, the living accommodations uh, for you. So, awesome. If you're here, if you were to come here as an English teacher, uh, there's there's the JET program, which is the best one. Uh, there is there are also a few other companies which I can't say I, I super recommend, but mm -hmm. they are ways to come here to Japan uh, just to get your foot in the door, and then you're gonna have to hustle. So it's like I would I would say basically, unless it's JET, like treat treat like the uh, English teaching industry as like the lowest rung of the ladder of like coming to Japan, like aside okay. from coming as like a factory worker. Well, I, I know that's possible too, but I don't know how it really works. Mm -hmm. um, there, there is somebody I know who is, he's actually one of the mods for my, my Discord and he, he's planning to come to Japan as a truck driver. So there, are, I'm sure there are these other ways which I don't know very much about, uh, but of the ways that I know, like English teaching is the easiest, might not even be feasible for you, depending on which country you're from, mm -hmm. but um, especially if you're not a native English speaker. Uh, and also another big hurdle for a lot of people is a, a four-year university or college degree. So that's kind of a, a prerequisite for the visa in a lot of cases, unless you have a marriage visa or 
um, maybe like one or two other types of visas, like maybe you're a, like you were born in Japan or, or something like that, uh, which probably doesn't apply for most people. But uh, I would say probably the more feasible way is there's a couple. So one is probably to get a job at a good company that would possibly have the uh, benefit, but like a, like an opportunity to work overseas. So mm-hmm. I, have, I have friends who work for like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and they worked in their, usually back in the States or in Canada, and then they were able to somehow uh, convince their company to let them work from Japan or get them a position in the Japanese branch. And that's like the best way to do it. Like, of course, it's going to be probably the hardest. I mean, like getting into like one of these top companies is not exactly easy. Yeah. Uh, but that is the best way. Uh, another that, way that is, is that, that you're saying is they'll, so it's very common then for, especially when you're coming as a foreigner um, looking for work that they, that whatever company you're trying to get employment with helps with accommodations. I, it's at least for English teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, It is, uh, I think if, if you were to, for example, get a job through, like another way people often get jobs is like through a recruiter and Mm -hmm. the recruiter will put you in touch with this company. And like, let's say the company gives you an offer. uh, Then the company that you joined, it really depends on the company. They might, hopefully they will help you uh, figure out your housing situation but usually what would happen is if you come here on like a short term and like like i have some friends who they have plans some friends who plan to and and they did it this way or friends who are planning to and are planning to do it this way mm-hmm. they're going to come here to japan uh on like working holiday visa or something uh or like on vacation and while they're here they'll hustle to try to find a job and in the meantime, they'll stay at like a hostel or like an Airbnb or one of those places that, that I was talking about where they can stay, maybe pay like a grand month to month for like a tiny hole in the wall, but it's gonna keep them, gonna give them a place to come back to every night. Oh yeah, or, a roof over your head. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, which is important. It gives you like a home base. And then once you're actually here, you got boots on the ground. What you do is you basically go around and you just you, you meet other foreigners, you just go drinking, you go out, you go to Shibuya, you go try to meet other people and you just, as much as possible, try to absorb and you ask people, you talk to them and you figure out like what they're doing and make connections, you network. And I mean, if you're not like this weird person, like you probably make friends and they'll probably put you in touch with, or, or at least give you ideas, or maybe they'll even put you in touch with employers or they will point you in the right direction and from there, you can hopefully lock down an interview somewhere and then hopefully they'll hire you. And then hopefully uh, at the same time, while you're there, you, you meet people and you can ask them, how can I get housing? Like, or which, which housing company should I uh, contact? Where, where which um, real estate companies can I look into that can help me find a place? and help me navigate okay. though like which ones are, are are foreigner friendly in that they speak english and they can help me navigate this whole process okay so do they do they ask for because i know for here uh when you when you're renting a place uh they actually ask you for they ask for like referrals sometimes 
do they ask for that kind of stuff there referrals what do you mean yeah just like um they'll call like like the, sometimes they'll call the previous place that oh. you used to live at and see if you were a good tenant or something like that or they sometimes really. I, don't, I don't think so well, I or, think it might or a credit check they they usually do credit checks here too possibly but i think it'll really depend because tokyo is so huge and there's so many so many companies yeah and if you meet like 10 foreigners and you talk to all 10 of them about the same topic they'll probably give you 10 different answers awesome. so that's the thing so it's like you need to meet people who have experience uh very current and relevant experience in a similar life situation as you uh and you'll be able to do that very easily and quickly if you just go out and like try to meet people i apologize um, i just realized what i said it's a referrals i meant references sorry about that oh references right references. okay okay yeah 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 um right and then the other way is there are a lot of very useful uh reddit communities like um japan life i think r slash japan life there's a bunch of good facebook groups as well uh so just try to find those and just just read through those subreddits and and facebook groups and just try to you know ask questions try try to search for the, the answer to questions yourself uh pretty much any foreigner who's come to japan before you has figured it out and there's tons of this information available so what i'm saying is like if you have this uh this fantastical vision or or dream it's like a pie in the sky kind of like oh man i wish this could be my life <laughs> what you need to do is you need to sit down and just spend 30 hours just researching it like you could, you could probably figure out like an entire plan of how to do it and like how much money it's going to take if you spent 30 hours of your life and think about it, 30 hours is just, that's just spend one hour less out of the probably three or four hours that you spend looking at Instagram throughout the day on a normal day. Yeah. If you look at your phone, it probably says like two, three or four hours spent looking at your phone. You yes, take it does. one of those hours each day for a month and try to figure out how you're going to achieve make a plan like that's important and you could probably figure out at least the very least the next step that you're going to take and you just take one step forward and one step forward and one step forward and pretty soon you're here in japan for 10 years <laughs> well thanks for that man. and you you heard it um from albo everyone the, the media you either plan <laughs> you you make a plan What's the saying again? I'm trying to figure it. I had it on the tip of my tongue. It's either you, if you fail to plan, have to mm. go. I'm sure you heard the uh, failure to plan is planning to fail. Yes, there you go. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So yeah. just it's best to thank you very much for that. I don't know why it was like not coming to me. Um, <laughs> but like if yeah. you plan to plan, you fail to fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now you got me, got me in a conundrum. <laughs> no, we're here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, um, as you said, don't try to have a, uh, it's okay to have a dream, but also make sure that you're planning that dream appropriately with, within your means and, and knowing what you're, what to expect. So you've got to put, you got to put in the effort for that kind of stuff. And I, from someone who has the most experience elbow here, um, from who I know, uh, you actually are the only person, by the way, that I know that spent so much time outside of Canada and hasn't come back. Like everyone else, else I know that have gone to Korea, uh, Japan, China, they all like come back maybe two, three years. You're the longest, longest spent there. So congratulations oh, yeah. on that. Thank man. you. Thank you. Um, um, 
and but I'm, yeah like long haul now you know it's like i'm uh oh yeah I, i'm like the guy who who staying in narnia you know i'm like you guys go and oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, i'm good here you know it's like like jumanji i'm like like then in the newest one i'm like the horse that just <laughs> No, I'm oh just, my I'm, god i'm good here you guys you guys you guys are going back i'll be here if you guys want to come visit again oh, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> i'm good Manji and narnia references <laughs> oh yeah there there we go you, you, he's actually proved it that he does love movies <laughs> right i know at least two <laughs> probably three two relevant ones two relevant ones yeah. um but no oh and uh you know what actually you know, we'll we'll take. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna ask you a question offline about that. But we're we're gonna wrap this up. Um, honestly, man, I just wanted to thank you so much for um, even coming on this podcast. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to be again on your podcast. Let's do another AMA like like we did last time. Um, and hopefully, you know, you come on my podcast again. And we could do this again. It'd be it'd be and really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where can, uh, I said this for the other podcast, but where can people reach you in terms of like social media? Um, where can they find your discord? And, uh, also please let, let people know about your merch. Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me just search album media. You'll find my Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, um, probably most active, you know, just on, on, on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, I love putting together podcasts as well so if you search the elbow show on your favorite podcast app you'll you'll uh hear lots of podcasts with the two of us and uh what else anything anything else and your merch uh, yeah. website for your merch merch brand uh the hunters with a v the h-v-n-t-e-r-s yeah the hub hunters <laughs> um and it's you know the hunters is kind of uh my well, it's my brand and the way i kind of see it is like streetwear inspired by japanese car culture so yeah that's, that's i would have wore your 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 uh, hoodie man it's just way too hot right now i'm wearing um ken's shirt as you can see <laughs> yeah i saw i know i was like man prepping that's... just because it's a shirt uh, i would have wore your hoodie it's just too hot out here man sorry about that i would have repped it for sure it's like 40 degrees over there right it's like, yeah it's, it's way too hotter hot. than japan which is but that you know what, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a uh, a hunter shirt then, uh, just so I can rep it for the next time. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. All right. All right, man. Well, thanks again, and thank you everyone for listening. All right. Till next thanks, time. Everybody. Locked, loaded, and love it. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>